Our scripture reading today comes from the book of 1 John, chapter 5, verses 1 through 6. Hear now the word of God. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God, and everyone who loves the parent loves the child. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and obey his commandments. For the love of God is this, that we obey his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome, for whatever is born of God conquers the world. And this is the victory that conquers the world, our faith. Who is it that conquers the world but the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? This is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ, not with the water only, but with the water and the blood. And the Spirit is the one that testifies, for the Spirit is the truth. Friends, this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. I will make a confession to you this morning. I like to win. More specifically, though, I don't like losing. Winning is nice. I like winning. But I'm not one of those people who turns everything into a competition so I can win. Like that person, I always end up behind on the interstate. And when I change lanes to pass them, I suddenly discover that I-59 is in fact a racetrack. And they begin accelerating with me so I can't pass them. I'm not that person. I don't need to win. Or like when you're walking up the stairs and the person next to you starts running up the stairs so they can get to the top before you. Although actually sometimes I am that person. But <laughs> mostly I just don't like to lose. Which might be why I connect with this passage from 1 John. Whatever is born of God conquers the world. And this is the victory that conquers the world. Our faith. Who is it that conquers the world? Conquer, conquering, conquerors. It's like the Christian Vini Vidi Vici, I came, I saw, I conquered, that famous quote by Julius Caesar. Except that Julius Caesar was assassinated, he ended up losing. But when they tried to kill our God, Jesus of Nazareth, they put him dead in a tomb. And then three days later, he just brushed off the dirt and came back out of the grave and asked, what's next? Which is epic. And it means that as Christians... It seems like there's no losing. Even in death, Christians don't lose. Even if we die, we don't lose. Being a Christian is a losing free zone. Christians are conquerors. Which is why Jesus has this impressive line in the Gospel of John. He's with his disciples and he tells them, Take courage, I have conquered the world. Lots of people have said they are going to conquer the world. Jesus says, I have conquered the world. Past tense. That's it. Game over. It's been conquered. I saw some people made a documentary, and I haven't watched it, but I'd, I'd, I'd sort of like to. There's this group of pastors, uh, and they're all tough guys, uh, and their identity is they do mixed martial arts, which is like boxing, but with fewer rules. Uh, and their churches have these mixed martial arts fight clubs. Uh, and they're out, out there convincing everyone that God isn't some kind of sissy loser. God is a conqueror. He's a warrior. Most people don't realize when Jesus went out to pray by himself for hours, he spent most of the time doing squats and push-ups. <laughs> and these, these pastors, 
They want to be conquerors like God, able to crush their enemies with a spinning jump kick. Uh, And this verse feels like something those pastors would get tattooed on their chest. I have conquered the world. We are a church of conquering conquerors. Which would work. Except the point in time when Jesus says this line messes things up. You'd figure, I have conquered the world, is what he says after he's been arrested, beaten, killed, and then raised from the dead. The world threw everything at him, uh, and he still won. He's still standing. He is the conqueror. But that's not when he says it. Jesus says, I have conquered the world hours before, right before he's arrested, beaten, and killed. How are you a conqueror hours before your public humiliation and execution? I want to tell you a story of this guy named Andrew. And he's meeting a family and he's meeting all the kids. And Andrew is a counselor and he specializes in children with a traumatic past. And he's come to help put this family back together. And one of the kids, little Grego, is a terror. He'd tie your shoes together while you're sitting down and then pinch you and run away so you'd fall down trying to chase him. He's, he's mean as a snake. But if you knew little Grego, you'd know his home life was so broken that he believes he's unlovable. Every new person is someone who might reject him. And it's easier to be hated than rejected, so he attacks people and punches and kicks and spits and bites, so they'll leave him alone before he can have his heart broken again. Because it's easier to be hated than rejected. It's his way of staying in control. So when Andrew walks in, little Grego sees him and tries to attack him. He actually tries to stab him with a knife. And Andrew catches his arm and pulls the knife out, scoops him up, wraps him in a bear hug, and sits down with him hugged against his chest. And little Grego keeps struggling and trying to break free, trying to escape, but Andrew won't let him go. So Grego uses the only other weapon he can think of. And Andrew suddenly feels this spreading warmth in his lap. A slight smell. And he knows exactly what Grego has done. Grego is so desperate to escape, so desperate to drive this stranger away that he soils himself, and it's gross and rude and shameful, and he knows, he's sure, that this stranger will throw him away in disgust. But Andrew doesn't. He smiles and says loudly, Grego has given me a little gift. It's the only thing he had to give me, and he made it himself, and it just means all the more because of it. I like him so much that I don't think I'll ever let him go. So smelling like urine with a hostile child pinned to his chest, Andrew declares himself a conqueror. Why? Because despite Grego's best efforts to make Andrew hate him, to make Andrew leave, to force Andrew to throw him away, Andrew has refused. He has fought his own instincts to react to Grego's gross and violent behavior. He has overcome his pride and instead chosen to love 
despite all that. Jesus declares himself a conqueror hours before his death because he's made it to the point where he's going to die. He has seen people crucified before he knows what's coming. He has to be afraid of the pain. He has to be tempted to run away. He has to be tempted to look at the world, to look at all of us and say, they aren't worth it. These people are mean and selfish and violent and proud. They are not worth dying for. Jesus has faced all those temptations. Everything that can persuade him to abandon this mission of love. And he has conquered them. Conquering the world as Christians is not vini vidi vici where all your enemies are dead. Conquering the world as Christians is loving the world. It's loving your family. It's loving your church. It's loving your God. It's even loving your enemies despite the world's best attempts to make you abandon that mission. It's resisting the thing you'd rather do or really the thing that would be much easier to do and instead doing the right thing. That understanding of conquering is what holds the first three verses here together. The way we love God is by loving God's children. How do we know we love God's children? We, when we love God and obey his commandments, the commandments keep us on the mission of love. They help us love God when we don't know how. And these verses, they create a circle, a tension that keeps everything in balance. If we begin to emphasize loving God, just focus on God, just focus on worship, on praying, just focus on me and Jesus, this verse grounds us. Everyone who loves God loves his children. And it refocuses us on loving the world. Even when it would be easier to just love God, to ignore all those imperfect people who get jealous and selfish, who get in my way, who cause me to lose even when they're annoying, I can't. Because everyone who loves God loves his children. And then when we start talking about loving each other and using all kinds of language about love, about being nice and kind and smiling, talking about love in a way that's so vague it, it, it doesn't mean anything, the scripture grounds us again. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and obey his commandments. All those annoying commands, the point is to help us love God's children. Because we learn how to study from practicing, from the study and the worship and the prayer. We get the courage and the energy to love through the study and the worship and the prayer. And it's this circle that doesn't let us leave behind any part of the Christian life. Jesus, in obeying God's commands, loved the world. He obeyed God's commands and headed toward the cross because Jesus loved us, even though we aren't always worth that love. But worth it or not, Jesus chose to love us even unto death. And in choosing that, he won. In choosing that, he was a conqueror. And whatever is born of God conquers the world. Friends, we have conquered the world. 
We have conquered the world because we have placed our faith in Jesus Christ. At times, the conquering might feel like death. At times, we may be sitting with dirt and grime on our clothes. At times, we'll be poked and prodded, pushed and even hurt. But so is Jesus. And he conquered the world because none of that, none of that was able to dissuade him from his mission of love. It's a mission, no matter how hopeless or how desperate it may look, that will not lose. Which is why, as children of God, we are conquerors. Let us pray. Lord God, we know that your vision of victory often takes us directions we don't want to go. Situations that are humbling, things that feel vulnerable. But Lord, we want to be like your son. So we ask that you would give us the courage and the humility to follow him in the paths of righteousness, trusting that as we do so, we will join you in your victory and be conquerors of the world. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen.